is everybody doing today? Welcome to episode number 33 of Free Markets Green Earth. I am Nikki P here as always with Ben, the Liberty Hippie. How are we doing, Mr. Ben? Oh, I'm doing all right. How are we doing, Nikki? You know, um, I'm doing okay. Living the dream, I suppose. So many dreams to fulfill. Wasn't Mr. Ben uh, Michael Jackson's rat's name? His pet rat. I have no idea. I um... Isn't there a song called Ben about his pet rat? I've I've never really been a fan of uh, of Michael Jackson, and I uh, never never really got into it. So, well, yeah, you was, sir was, are wrong. That I've I've heard that many times before, and I've and I've tried, but I just uh, just can't do it. It actually may have been like a Jackson Five song, to be completely honest, too. <laughs> so, rats aside, the reason I say rats is because we got a we got a potpourri episode here. A few things that were very interesting, I thought, and mm. maybe not warranting full episodes, but stuff that we should talk about. For sure, for sure. Uh, what is it? There's it's the we this got shared. I think both of these got shared in the free markets, green earth, or sorry, free market environmentalism group on uh, Facebook. It's a good good group, good group. Lots of good stuff going so, through there. This particular one that I'm looking at is uh, from November 13th. Actually, I take that back. This one was actually a friend of mine posted it. Seems okay. like the kind of thing you'd see in there. But anyways, it, it, it is in November. Um, they were having a rash of natural wildlife dying off. Because people were using rat poison. And this is a situation where, you know, a little education goes a long way. <laughs> um, mostly because the rat poison was having a, a bigger impact on the population than you'd think, but not in the direction that people wanted. As Jeez. it turns out, all, all of those poisoned mice were in the food supply for the predators that they would encounter. And as as suspected, you know, you have a bunch of foxes and things of that nature chomping down on these poisoned rats, and that just killed off your your fox. And your fox is actually what does the most rat killing, far more than your poison will ever do, which makes your problem worse. All those all those predators, foxes, coyotes, hawks, raccoons, even they get to, it, it just kind of takes care of them as well. So what what are the things they were they're saying? I think they don't quite get the the dosage isn't as high, so it's sounds like it's more of a slow kill. It's uh, not not an immediate thing. Well, yeah, basically they said it's like bleeding out over a long period of time for the animals. It's it's slow and very painful. Yep. Not fun. But uh, it's, it's one of those things. I think, you know, I've used it before um, in my attic when I when I had mice. You know, you go places and uh, you, you can't get a trap in there or you... Uh, you know, I, I don't want to keep going in my attic every day. I go through a call, crawl space to, to check on a trap. So I'll just leave some stuff up there. But once we got cats, they sort of took care of the mice. And uh, I don't want my cats getting sick. So well, and that's stopped the, using it. That's the issue that I'm fi- like I have here is that so if you pay attention to the article, these people aren't even they're not even putting that like I can understand if you have like in-house places, you know, maybe throw some in your basement in a corner where, you know, but they're putting this stuff out where like outside. Like, which, frankly, I'm sorry. If you have vermin outside, that's where the vermin are supposed to be. So <laughs> fuck you, buddy. That's where they live. Like, yeah. I, I guess it's the same as a, a hunter just shooting fucking everything that comes on his property off his front porch. Like, I mean, yep. you know you're supposed to have wildlife. It's kind of how it works. Yeah, you're supposed to. But uh, you know, as we, we've seen before, these chemicals, you get them out there into the environment and... I mean, it's it's not uh, not who knows because we do know it's it's totally predictable about uh, what what is going to happen. And um, I don't know, people. I think I think some of it is um, just an uneducated person. I think at the same time, it's uh, 
you know, some of that, I don't care. Um, it's, it's not going to affect me. And, uh, you don't, you don't see the immediate results. You know, you don't think that, you know, next year when the fox's population is way down and, and you're overrun by mice, you don't, you don't make the connection. Well, you know, so clearly what we need is a bunch of laws to restrict who can buy this stuff, right? Of course. Of course. It's always the answer. Always the answer. It's, uh, yeah, no, I, it, it's one of those things where, um, I think if you, if you, if there was better education, if this, these sort of issues were, um, more, I don't know, not front and center, but if people were aware of them, who knows, you know, who knows what other solutions there are out there. Um, you know, there's, there's glue traps that you can use that will, will hold the animal there. There's all sorts of other mouse traps. It's a pretty big industry. There's lots of, it is. I guess the way I look at it is sure this works in the short term, uh, but long term it doesn't. And I think that one of the big things that everyone kind of in the environmental space falls prey to, and it's probably part and parcel because of the way that they teach all of it, is that everything needs to be done immediately. It's already too late. It should have been done before this. Yeah. And number one, nothing that happens in nature happens quickly. Everything happens over huge, huge timescales. So the idea that anything that humanity does, even in such a small thing like this, like, yes, we're going to affect the population. And guess what's going to happen? The rats are going to go up, and if it gets bad enough, it's just going to kill off the people spreading the plague like it did the last time. And that's kind of their <laughs> fucking problem. They created their own issue. That's letting nature actually be nature. Yeah, we, we could do that. Be, be interesting. I think Gloucester's fairly well populated. Um, I can't be sure, but uh, I, think it, I think it is. Yeah, because what, what would the outcomes be? You know, You just keep throwing more and more poison out there. You just give up at some point. You figure out that uh, maybe leaving my trash out on the corner is is not a good thing. Track some of those rats. I, I mean, maybe it's as maybe it's as simple as just putting this in the news, saying, "Hey, morons, what you're doing doesn't work. Stop it." Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. that's because they, they we don't know what ended up happening after this. Yeah. And 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 I, and I will say this: three foxes and a coyote are hardly, you know, mass die-offs. Yeah, that was the. Other, I mean. Reading through this, you know, it, it's put out like this big thing, and we're all everything's dying, and pretty soon we're going to be over one run with uh, with rats and bubonic plague, and um, it doesn't. When you actually read it, it doesn't quite read like that. You know, there is some stuff dying, and it's pretty awful the way that it sounds like it dies. You know, uh, that slow bleed. That, but at the same time, it's not not totally, totally, totally horrible. Well. <laughs> But here, so here's the thing that I say is that this seems like also more of a problem, like a problem created specifically by public, the idea of a public anything. If he's killing off animals in the vicinity, there's a case that it can be made that, you know, I have recourse. Like that's the same as pollution. That's the same as like if a major company is dumping in a river, they're affecting the natural resources of the area, which includes your property. And you have, you know, the right to make a case for that. Uh, unfortunately, that's the kind of thing that's taken away from us in a situation like this because, you know, oh, it's the, it's the public. You don't have any recourse because it's the public. Do you think the um, – I, I can see that um, being the case with, like, your pet cat, right? My pet cat ate some rat poison that uh, you put out. But then when that rat, which is a, a wild animal, you know, crosses our, our property line, um, is, that, is that still – your issue, or is that... Uh... Well, so here's the way I see it. So it's not going to be a quick thing. Eventually, that animal's going to die somewhere, and chances are it's not going to die on the same property where the mouse was infected with the poison. So now, an animal 
from your poisoned like air, your poisoned land came onto my land and infected an animal on my property and it died. So yo, that's a, the point being like, I guess if all the animals just ever stayed on this one guy's property, then that would be a, a case for you. Yeah, you may not have an issue. And apparently just all of the animals in an area are going to go and die in this one place. And man, you might have some serious issues there. I don't anticipate that being the case. And it, what you're more right. likely going to have is the, the mouse goes on his property, eats the poison, goes you know goes back to its burrow, makes it you know a couple hours, or it's then eaten by a fox. Well, that fox isn't just going to go back to the other dude's property. It's going to go on someone else's property. And now I have a dead animal on my property because of something you did on yours. I have a clear case for your damaging. At the very least, you've caused me to have to create dead animal waste off of my property because of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, to, I, and I. I see that. Like, not sure how that would work necessarily. It's it, that that's is it. I think we talked about this a little bit um, one time. We were talking about um, water rights. We got into it. I, I was thinking about uh, when we were talking about about deer. Oh, that's right. I mean, I think it was. It might have been the same. <laughs> Hunters, yeah, could have been. But you know, like, how does that actually work? How it, you know, because it, it's hard to pin down that, like, you know, that was uh, your your knucklehead move to to put the the rat poison out, you know, out of your house somewhere or whatever it'd be difficult i think to tie that to a specific animal that died on on my property or you know that that's to, to draw that chain you're but you're talking about in a very in a we I live am. in you know, we live in a world where we're so far from that paradigm that it's you know kind of ludicrous who knows <laughs> what would exist in a, in a in a place where private property was actually like the norm Mm-hmm. As opposed to like what? What was it like? Isn't like seventy percent of the U.S. is owned by the federal government? I don't know. It's, it's some absurd number. Most of the most of like the entire West and middle Midwest of the country is all public land. I, I was I think it was uh, Blake Ashby was saying something about that uh, this weekend during the one of the presidential debate things that how there's no more private property, so we we need a government to uh, to regulate things because we can't. There's no more. There's no more public property, right? Everything is owned by people so yeah that's not not the case at all like when you look at how much the government actually owns it's a scary number it's really quite daunting when you think about how much is would still be available for purchase if uh it wasn't owned by the the state yeah anyway i I don't know you feel bad um there's things that will will happen and i'm sure there are other alternatives out there for, for taking care of your your pests get a cat i'd be curious to see if they have any uh sort of outdoor cat laws in this uh in this town yeah that's a good question but But, you know more than anything some some food for thought it it was an interesting question like to me the whole thing screams this is the basic problem with land with property management in a society that doesn't like private property yeah your only solution is more people telling you what you can do on your property yeah please tell me more (laughs) tell me more all right. Give me more rules. More you, rules. Always. Our second article, you actually dug in deeper than I did. Um, the, I can tell you right now, the headline just is the most infuriating thing I've ever read in my life. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about, uh, I, I, I enjoy mushrooms, like uh, the, the whole mycology thing. So um, this is one that I just kind of, I read it at first. Just the title is, it was, company gets trademarked for the word psilocybin. Frustrating decriminalization advocates. Now, I don't really understand how you can trademark a scientific word, a Latin word, a Latin, you know, scientific nomenclature for a whole 
genius of, of mushrooms. Um, I'm not sure how they were able to do that, but they did. Um, and so, well, no, but here's the thing. Okay. Did, did you actually read the article, the, the trademark? What, yeah. What so it's that's, for? Right. And so that's, that's a, it's, um, and, and so you, you see that, but then when you actually read like what the trademark is, it's, it's even more absurd. Um, that it's, uh, trying to find it where exactly it was. It's um, for chocolates. Right. And, and, but she, she said something about that. Um, first off, I mean, I, I, I'm going to say I'm completely against any of this. The entire idea of IP is bullshit to me. Um, it just creates monopolies and, you know, doesn't, doesn't benefit humanity in the overall. So. Yes. Damn it. Where'd it go? Um, yeah, so it's for chocolates, but she made a point that, um, it's to educate the population and get the conversation going. Yeah. It, she wants to put this word psilocybin on mushrooms or on, on chocolate rather that, um, don't actually have mushrooms in it. And she wants to do that because it will, it will create a conversation and put it out there for all the, all the normies, right? Um, all these people that aren't aren't uh, okay with using psychedelics to to treat depression and and uh, other stuff like that, the uh, you know PTSD. Um, so it, it really it, it's just it, it's not clear. Um, and so she did that right. And when first off, it's fucking false false advertising. If I see something labeled psilocybin and it doesn't get me on another planet i'm gonna be pissed yeah <laughs> yeah there's there's that part of it um why am i not fighting dragons i ate the chocolate 20 minutes ago see um one of the things with the trademark too is that um someone was the, the article was saying that if someone were to choose to actually take someone to court for using the word psilocybin um it probably wouldn't stand up it wouldn't have a whole lot of uh so what's the fucking point then so exactly what's the point um i i don't know i i think you know if she has this trademark i don't know if she can you know her husband's got a trademark to there's something there uh, you know uh, she can sell it to she's uh, just parking it until that time arrives yeah i, I think so or sell it to to your your bear and your your uh your big uh Pfizer's your your pharmaceutical companies and then and then imagine if they could do that right you can't like uh they they can own the name for psilocybin and then they can actually make their their own chemicals that are supposed to act like that but the the natural thing you can actually sell as psilocybin or or whatever I don't know well the the big person that they have um, the specific site we're on here is marijuana moment and it's Referencing the fact that the um, so it's Kevin Matthews, uh, who actually is, I believe, friends with uh, Michael Hyatt. Yeah, he's he, the, he the was, guy from Spore. Yeah, he did the the whole decrim thing in in Denver. Yes, um, and his big thing is is like, well, you know, we're a nonprofit, and the, we do this specifically. And she says that's what she's about, but she also is a for profit company. <laughs> Yeah, no, and so you gotta, you gotta wonder. I mean, it's funny because she's all about like, uh, you know, peace, love, and and 
spiritual bonding and she trademarked and, it because marijuana has been separated from its spiritual and medicinal benefit yeah yeah she you know she's i think i think i want to say i read some I'm, I'm looking for it, i can't find it but i feel like she uh was was uh decrying the the bastardization of of cannabis and and marijuana what that's come to mean and so by by patenting it somehow it will well, first Stop off, that from happening. she's she's doing the, the she's doing the hippie thing of saying, "Well, we think we we need people to know this is medicine and not for recreational use. Like we don't want it to be a recreational shit show. We need mm-hmm. to keep it keep it spiritual and medicinal." To which I say, "Fuck you, lady. Like ser- seriously, fuck you. You don't get to determine what everyone else uses a fucking plant for, or you know, mushroom, whatever the hell it's gonna be." Huh. That's not your job. No, no, it's not. It's nobody's job. It's, it's their own job. You you can figure that out. But it is. It's a. It's interesting. Sort of. Her husband. Uh, her husband has to be a fucking lawyer, because the only benefit in this, like it says, it's not even like she's gonna win this case. Like she's gonna lose right. it, but she's gonna cost somebody a bunch of money, and it's probably gonna be a fucking out of court settlement. Probably. You're probably right about that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I you know it, it isn't. It, I feel like it's a bit of, uh, you know, she said doesn't doesn't want it turned into a corporate commodity, but then by by doing exactly what she's doing, I think she's she's doing just that. She's turning it into a yeah. You started commodity. a fucking bidding war over the name for this lady. And I'm, I'm I mean I I you know I've no love for for IP or anything like that, but I, I'm curious how you could trademark such a common word as as psilocybin you know it's not it's not a name it's not some you know it's a very specific thing that they're allowing her to have yeah it's 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 strange strange that they would even say like okay i mean i know can you can you go like uh unless they plan to take it from her eventually trademark trademark the word octopus and then create some sort of uh well this is even worse than that this is like trademarking the fucking uh like, is this like trademarking the Latin name for the octopus? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not even, you, you, you. Yeah, I. Sci- scientists everywhere are so confused right now. What do we do? Yeah, it's it's retarded. It's just, just, ugh. It's disturbing. It's stupid. It just makes no sense. And it's, um, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully it, it uh, just kind of falls out and, um, you know, I don't yeah. know it takes, I, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? And I, I don't. I don't even understand like, like her her plan behind it. Like I, I to get the word out there and make people aware of it, but mm-hmm. not use actual psilocybin. Like I'm not sure how that actually is supposed to work. I think you know? her spiritual journey has been a little too active lately. Yeah, I, I mean, guess you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or just just ran aground, and she is no longer on a spiritual journey, and she is just one hundred percent. I mean, for me, I, I'd like to point out, like these are these are ramifications that the idea of IP and government monopoly or government sanctioned monopoly has on, like yeah. what's what's currently a, a free market. Um, granted, it's a, an illegal market, but it is a free market. What what the fuck is this going to do when? When you start getting intellectual property involved in it, like, oh, yeah. you, then you're telling people what they can and can't grow. Uh, I mean, ultimately, I fear, like, 
I fear, especially given like what Monsanto has done within the farming industry, like what happens when like oak trees are fucking, you know, you, you, you have to, like, the only trees you can grow are ones sanctioned by the government. Ugh. I wonder about that. If, you know, this is the first legs of just, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, Cause it, right now, you know, it's just the word, but can that eventually morph into the actual, you know, open sourced mushroom, you know, this uh, thing that grows everywhere and anywhere. Well, you start, you start with the language and then, and then you, you move to, you know, once the language is, is yours and you own who can talk about what and how you can talk about it, you know, then you start working on the, the IP for what the stuff actually means and how it is like, especially yeah. in the ways that they talk about the environment with like, you know, at the, the big global, global level, where they want to control, like, you, I think uh, Trump just signed this up for what is the Trillion Trees Initiative. I don't know. I didn't see it. Uh, at, at, at Davos, <laughs> it was one of the things that he, he he talked about global warming and his bullshit. But then, like, signed us up for, like, part of, as part of the Trillion Trees Initiative, which is, like, every country, in the, like, all the countries that are part of it, planting trees in their countries. Which I, <laughs> I support. More trees, good trees. That's fine by me. Um, but it is... It asks you why they're doing the things and what use that. I'm sorry, anyone owning a monopoly on nature really, really grinds my gears. Yeah, yeah it uh, doesn't make any sense. It really, because it, it just let it be, man. If it grows on its own, just let it be. So, know? speaking of uh, government having monopoly on things, uh, you were telling me uh, just as a little anecdote this thing, and I, I literally spit take. When he told me because it was so fucking insane. It shouldn't be because it comes from New York State. God but, bless New York. But why don't why don't you divulge? So, this is insane. I, I saw there is a people may have seen it. There was a, a picture of a stargazing permit um, from New York, and uh, yeah, it's it's a thing that exists. Um, now it, you know it, it, what it does is basically it allows you to get into. Um, state parks at night so you can see the stars uh, this you know it doesn't affect places further up north when you're down on like long island and, and in places where there's light pollution populated right it um well even you know, me like I, I, don't, I don't see stars in cleveland like where i live in cleveland like yeah, I, I'm, I'm i live by an airport and like i'm you know a couple minutes away from downtown cleveland so when i look out at night like i i the best i'll see is if a clear night i'll see you know blue yeah. Uh, so light pollution's a thing, folks. <laughs> it is. It definitely is. It's uh, it's no doubt. Which is it's it's yeah. it's stark if you're an, if you're country boy like me, where I grew up in a place. It was weird, um, because Liz has always lived in cities. Okay. And when I took her home, one of the first times we went back, she was blown away by the fact that at night in the country, you can kind of just walk around in the dark. Because after a couple minutes, your eyes adjust your to the moonlight, adjust, and you yeah. literally like it's not quite daylight, but you can see pretty far away pretty easily just because of how how much yep. light the moon can give off and your body can adjust to. There's yeah. none of that in the city because there's always like light in your eyes, and it's nothing that I ever thought of. You know, I kind of took it took took it for granted that it existed when I was a kid. Right. But it was interesting. So I understand the necessity of people wanting. Like, so why don't you just you know. I, why don't you just let them do it? So uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just got to be a way to make money, um, you know. And it, it's 
They can they actually sell well, it. Well, no, but that's the thing. It can't be a way to make money because the thing that really blew my mind about you telling me about it. What is the thing that just really made me go? Are you fucking kidding me? I think it was it was that they they, uh, they sell out, right? I mean, they uh, there is a limit. See, if it was a money making gimmick, it would be there'd be no limit. You just hey, let's make as much money as we can. Well, I think they got to They got to employ somebody to be there, and you know, they're they're. Uh, no, it could be. A, it could be on a website, literally. The, the computer handles it. Now, granted, maybe that's above their. No, I mean you got to you got to have uh, somebody at the park at night to make sure those kids aren't out there having sex and doing drugs. That's in the that's, that's not right? how it works. Um, it's a it's a cop drives through. I I live right by a, a, a like a state park. Um, right. they literally it's just they drive through. If they see a car, they tap 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 on the glass. It's part of their rounds. <laughs> um, so no, they don't need to have anybody there. They're because right. it's going to, it's going to be on a police round, same as anything else. It, it, yeah. My big um, thing is, is so all I see in this is you don't want poor people out in nature at all. Uh, yeah, and that's right. And it's uh, I, I know I'm not sure. But to look how long this permit lasts for. But the New York State driver's license is $35 and an out-of-state license is $60 to do this. Now, I'm not sure uh, how long that is for. doesn't tell me. I'm not sure if that's like a, you know, by night or week or, or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's uh, $35 if you want to go look at the stars. I, I, I want to reframe this for a moment because I think that the, this, has, this has to be framed in a very specific way. So you see what I see, which is they've literally found a way to take government ownership of the night sky. Dude, they, they, I remember being up in, in Vermont, New Hampshire. A view tax is a real thing. I mean, you live on the side of a hill, you cut down some trees on that hill, and now you can see a mountain. That assessor is coming over to your house. He's reassessing your house, and your, your taxes are going to be higher. It's, it's a real thing. They, they do it. They do it up in New England. It's, uh, it's real. It's fucking bonkers to me. It's insane. It's insane. Um, but that's, that's the world we live in. Like it's literally the most basic of, of natural resources. There's a fucking looking at the, look, just looking at stuff. And when you follow the, the leftist model to its natural conclusion, even that is something you have to pay for the right to. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it, cause it's, it's funny too. Cause you know, you think like, well, it's my eyes. I can just see whatever. And it's not like, you know, you can't control that. They can control it, and they find ways to control it, even when you don't think you know something that. Uh... Like I'm, a, I'm of the personally of a belief that you, that fucking uh, no public park should ever close. Like I think that that's just fucking wrong. Yeah. Like I should be able to go through any public park and sit on a fucking park bench if I want to, and they'll cite all Already kinds have. of reasons, safety, blah 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 blah. Granted, if I'm sitting in a park in the middle of the fucking night, that's my problem, and I should deal with the consequences <laughs> of that. But I should fucking be allowed to do it. Yeah. No, for sure. Once again, I, man, you've already paid private properties. Yeah, I've been robbed to pay for it. Yeah, I already, I already took your money to pay for that uh, that park bench you're sitting on. So. I actually had an interesting conversation. Was it last night? I think about specifically, they were getting into like Hopi and Covenant communities and and seeing like you know not seeing how it could work. You know, in particular, he had a some ranch that he was citing as an example, being the Oh, this is the, you know, the epitome of what Hop wanted. And I'm like, the idea that in that situation, you're going to have a one size fits all anything is kind of silly to me. Yeah. And, and the way he kind of envisioned it was very specifically as a people were the ones, um, 
you know, basically being forced into these contracts. And you're like, I don't know. I the way I see it is the contract, like these these covenant communities wanting wanting people. They're the thing that's competing for people, especially like if you're a person, say like you know, good income, solid background, that kind of shit. Like places are gonna want you. His idea was like, well, they can just push you out at any point in time, and like you sell your, you have to sell your property and leave, despite being in the community. I'm like, yeah. the way I envision it is, you know, it's like say they they pass his thing. Well, they pass the law, and you don't like it. Well, now you can leave. Like, yeah, but I would imagine that in a, an actual covenant situation, like they can't just do that. Like to actually pass laws would be very difficult. And if they pass a law you don't like, I'd imagine that's technically some kind of breach of contract because that's not what you signed up for. Right. Uh, yeah. And and it's like you're, he was sees a very specific one. I'm like, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, the kind of covenant communities I envision would be drastically different. Um, just think of what you could do with a covenant community specifically focused on land management and just getting a community of people. That's what they wanted to do was create a, you know, like a super forest kind of thing. Yeah, uh, that, that's the only way that you can, because I think if you do it the the socialist way and force it all, then you end up with poor, poor management of things. And you look at the, the fires out in California and stuff and management is, is poor because it's everybody owns it and you got to just keep it the way it is. And, you know, when you have a covenant like that, you have people actually, that's their plan. No doubt they've thought it all out and, and figured most of the stuff, you know. Yeah, I, I, I just see so many possibilities, especially when you're not wasting all of your energy fighting each other in fucking stupid political battles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta imagine all that energy actually being able to go put towards going and doing something good for the planet as opposed to trying to convince everyone else in the fucking world they need to. Uh, well, I don't know. So should, should we do our next, <laughs> should we do our next one on that, uh, that, that China article you passed me? I want to, I want us to do a little research because okay. that's going to, to do that properly, we can't, we, we can't not talk about recycling and kind of what the scam that's been for a number of years. Yeah. Cause yeah, we can, we can try to do that. Most Americans don't understand how our recycling works. They have this rosy vision, and that's not really how reality has been. No, it's uh, recycling is a, a dirty thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd like. To, I want to do that giant article, but I want to do it when we can really talk about that because that's that's a big can of worms. And I know a lot of like huge proponents of recycling. On on the surface, I like the idea of recycling, but. We don't have a system that's set up to appropriately do that the way it would need to be managed. And ultimately, what people don't realize is most of the shit you recycle ends up in a landfill anyways. Uh, well, yeah, I, I won't say anything. We'll we'll get into it another night. Yeah, that's that's a big thing. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I think, teasers, teasers. I, I think that'll. We should, we, should we tease the other big one that I want to do? Ooh, if you want to. You put that you put that out there, though. We have to do it. I, yeah. That's kind of why I want to do it to force you into it. Oh, Go back man. and out All right. Uh, so uh, on the horizon, this may take a little while because, <laughs> good God, Elizabeth Warren's alone is a lot of reading. I want I want me and Ben to kind of peruse the actual, the, the policy for you know green initiatives, um, for all three of the Democratic candidates. You know, if we wait long enough, at least one of them will get knocked off, right? That's that's what I was hoping. I wonder how long I can drag my feet. <laughs> like I said, told Ben, like we could literally make a show, not not an episode, an entire show off of all of Elizabeth Warren's documentation. Like you click on yeah, hers and it's just, there's page after page after page. It's so much reading. It's as big as one of those, those omnibus bills. They just shove through, you know? It's, it's well, I'm sure that's pretty so much, much what it is. So much crap out there. You can't, you know, it's impossible to, to read it all just, and then wage through it all. It's just 
garbage on top of garbage. Just as a bit of a uh, a point of note, Elizabeth Warren doesn't only have a green New Deal. She's got a blue New Deal because <sighs> apparently the oceans are America's ownership and responsibility now. So, all right, folks. Goodness, goodness. Another one in the can. You got some things to look forward to. If you could, please go out, tell your friends, and say, hey, everybody, go listen to this show. They're badasses. They talk about the environment. They're good people. Yeah. That'd be nice. Be nice. You do that. I do. I like seeing go. the numbers go up. Yeah. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that download button. Share it. Share it with your friends. Come back. Come back next week, I guess, right? Yep. We'll be in the same spot. Sounds good. Take it easy, folks. Peace. podcast is a proud creation of the Mad Audio Lab. For more information, check out madaudiolab.com. Free Market's Green Earth is part of the Liberty Hippie Podcast Network. If you like what we do, be sure to check out Homesteads and Homeschools, Peace Freaks, Cannabis Heals Me, and This Week in Liberpods. We're living proof that libertarian doesn't mean washed up Republican.